0: So welcome to the Humans at Work podcast, Joanne, so lovely to have you with us this morning. Thanks for carving off some time in your schedule to have a conversation with us all around leadership, culture and the future of work. Do you think we can do that in 20 minutes? It's a lot to achieve.
1: (laughs) I think it's taken me 50 years to figure that stuff out. 20 minutes, It should be able to sum it all up.
0: (laughs) If you can just kick off by sharing with us what your role is and the kind of size of the organisation in terms of employees we're talking about, and then I'd really love to hear your understanding of leadership as the first question.
1: Sure. Um, My current role is as the CEO of the Central Coast Community College. Uh, We've been around for about 30 years and based on the Newcastle University campus at Barimba, uh, we have – there's probably 15 full-time permanent staff and we have around 20 casual trainers, sort of ebb and flow, depending on, on what we're doing. But we've recently amalgamated with HVTC, so we also have a campus up at, the, um, up at HVTC's Rutherford site and that's a skill centre where we've just started um, working with them on delivering trade training. So traditionally we've delivered um, training and face-to-face training Uh, in areas like beauty and hospitality, aged care, business, Um, but we've just started uh, delivering trade training, which has been very interesting, uh, fabulous change to our business and we're really enjoying um, learning about different skills that we can share with uh, a different um, um, group of community as well, members of community. Mm, excellent. So, can you just share with us what your challenges have
0: been around leadership or what maybe your philosophy is around leadership, particularly,
1: you know, in a time of crisis that we've just um, been through? Sure. Um, look, I think, uh, given I said I've had 50 years to think about this, uh, I, I think the, the big thing for me recently has been self understanding and self care. So, as a leader, I feel like, you know, I have to, you know, the old adage, put my oxygen mask on first before I can actually help others. And I do, I have over the last couple of months felt a little bit of responsibility and a, a bit of weight on my shoulders to look after my team and my students and my clients uh, and I think making sure that I look after myself so I'm able to do that has been a really big um, insight for me recently and, um, And also just trusting my intuition. It's probably taken me a little while to Mm -hmm. or or even recognise my intuition. I think that's been a big revelation for me recently as well. Uh, Look, I've always thought, you know, you need really good people around you. I'm the sort of leader who hires good people and then hopefully create, you know, I try to create opportunities for them to, to really shine. And I think we've seen that recently, you know, if you've got a good team around you and and they're they're working uh, in line with you know your organisation's purpose and and you have a really good organisational culture then um, you know we've we've successfully survived uh, you know a really disruptive time in our business and hopefully we're positioning ourselves to thrive um, following mm. it. And so- I guess-
0: Sorry, if you could just comment on that a little bit for us. Um, so you've gone from fully face-to-face delivery to are you fully online or, or a blended learning?
1: Uh, look, at the moment, and we, we're not calling it online because our, we will always have face-to-face contact with our um, students. It's just how we have that face-to-face contact that has changed. So rather than physically being in the same room, we have um, developed a, a – a remote capability, where we use digital platforms such as Zoom um, and Microsoft Teams um, to still interact with our students, but at a distance. And we've been able to transform our business from, as you said, one hundred percent face to face to zero physical face to face. But um, building capability, um, being able to deliver remotely, but still having that face to face interaction.
0: And what do you think that that change is going to? Creating in terms
1: of opportunities for you moving forward? Well, for, for us, it's the opportunities for our students as well. So for some people, you know, they don't have access to be able to physically come onto a site or physically come onto one of our multiple sites. Um, so we're creating access for people who... We, we do a lot of work with homeless shelters, uh, refuges, uh, rehab centres. So for those students, we can now actually provide them access to our services which we wouldn't have been able to before, we can also, you know, we work with a lot of um, disability employment service agencies. Uh, So now we can work with multiple um, sites of theirs. So, you know, we might have some students on the Central Coast, we might have some students uh, in the Hunter Valley, all through the same sort of um, disability employment services agency. So for us and for those clients of those agencies, we're able to provide more access um, to our services for Mm -hmm. them. So your
0: markets changed slightly and expanded, by the sound of it, because you're not so restricted to a local delivery.
1: Yep, absolutely. Same same cohort of client, um, but geographically um, potentially expanded, but also being able to get into people, even if it is a ge- a, a local ge- geographical area, you know, just people's accessibility and, and willingness to um, participate in you know some sort of learning. Uh, has opened up more opportunities for them as well
0: mm, mm,
1: that's powerful isn't it
0: and yeah. how, how have you um, found your people responding to all of this
1: yeah they've responded brilliantly uh, we've had to pivot a couple of times over the over the four years that i've I've been um, working with the college, and they're just i think it's a testament to their you know their flexibility and their openness and and their commitment to delivering our purpose and helping the members of the community that we serve, um, they have been able to um, adapt. We're, ve- we're very lucky. We've, we've got really good people. We've got some people who have really good technology capability and that I think has absolutely set us up for success. I think without having people who are, you know, tech savvy or at least open to being tech savvy, we would have really struggled so again we've been we've been lucky as well as uh, it's been good management as well as good luck i guess um, mm. that we've and been able noticed,
0: to some um, much of a shift in your organizational culture as a result like doing i can imagine that changing fundamentally the way you deliver has an on a flow on effect to your culture what have you noticed in that regard
1: our culture's probably changed slightly because we're not all at the same side at the same time we you know we have a small team uh, we're all very close. We work, uh, you know, really well together. So having been separated, it's probably created some different ways of working. So we've been checking in on Zoom every morning, uh, you know, and even up until yesterday morning I said, does everyone still want to keep doing this every day? And they're like, yeah, no, we do, we do. It, it, and because we're across multiple sites now, it's actually been a really good team-building opportunity Um, So the delivery of training uh, probably hasn't changed that much because, you know, we have different people delivering different sorts of training on different sites. Uh, But we have had to um, be, you know, like I said before, a lot more flexible in being able to deliver some of that capability. And the team have responded really well. Culturally, I think we had a really good culture previously. We worked really hard on that. And I think that helped us again survive the last couple of months. And we'll hopefully set us up to try. You
0: worked really hard on that.
1: What are some of the things that you might have
0: done in order to work on that and focus? on
1: We have had um, we've put a lot of effort into our communication and making sure that uh, you know all communication channels are open. We sit down every. year and you know understand you know recalibrate our vision and our mission and we you know understand where our strategic direction is and we all understand how we contribute to that strategic direction uh that we have monthly team meetings where we you know we make sure that we're you know everyone is heard and everyone has an opportunity to talk about what they are doing and if they need any help um, we all pitch in. I think we've said that before. We had, we were recently audited by ASQA for our re-registration, and everyone just really dropped everything that they were doing and all pitched in and helped. Um, I think you know, being abs- having the people that we have who are absolutely committed to our purpose and to and to serving the the customers that we have um, has just ensured that our culture is is what it is and where we've been able to adapt. But we talk about our values a lot. Um, we talk to each other a lot, you know, we make sure we have those, you know, those hard conversations if there are any, um, yeah, I think it's really about having open communication amongst the team and, and making sure we keep that up and, you know, we all sort of coach each other and we, and we work together as a really good team. We know what each other's strengths are. Uh, we, we, you know, we sort of fashion our work around individual strengths so that they're also having, you know, getting development opportunities, and you know, we just work with each other on how best to deliver the goals that we're, and we, and we do um, set our strategy and develop our plan based on our strengths as well. I had a board strategic planning session yesterday and we talked about that a little bit, you know. Do you, you don't take on everything that comes at you, but you work with your strengths and you, um, you know, apply for tenders that you've got the capability for and that you've performed well in before and that, you know. Um, is in line with your vision and that you, you, know, you know you can execute well. And I think that's also helped us establish a really good reputation in our sector for, for the work that we do as well. Mm, excellent. So you've described a lot of
0: your story. Just as the last question to wrap up, what do you see in the future for your business?
1: Uh, look, I think yeah, in the future we're, we're going to have to be even more adaptable than we've been before. I think we're going to be seeing you know, uh, a lot more people who are going to be looking for um, training. I think there's going to be, you know, there has been already an increase in our level of unemployment. I think community colleges are going to play a critical role in you know, ensuring uh, recent isolation hasn't had too big an impact on people's mental health and their self-esteem, and we can help, you know, rebuild that so that people are... <laughs> sorry about that. It's all good. It's fine. <laughs> um, just so that people are confident and willing and able to participate in the workforce as the workforce starts turning around, or as employment starts turning around. And, you know, we, we constantly scan the market for what those, you know, Upcoming skills are going to be, and we work really hard um, with our partners and stakeholders to ensure that we can deliver a quality service that meets the needs of our community and our students and our staff and all of all the rest of our stakeholders, but particularly you know what the community needs um, to, to ensure it 's a sustainable and, and thriving society. Mm. Fantastic. That
0: is so lovely of you to share some of your challenges as well as your vision for the future. And thanks again for your contribution to our podcast. Thank you,
1: Michelle.